Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Smaichin. This is Norhadi House and today we have very special guest here, Peter Scrum, who is a subject matter expert in Smaichin with almost 20 years of experience as an analyst, consultant and program manager. So we are going to talk about supply disruption and demand volatility. Welcome to our show, Peter. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All right, so you have been involved for many years in um, consulting industry, and I learned from your LinkedIn profile that you have been working for companies like Cotner, uh, Philips Signify, and also IGH Consulting. So can you please tell us a bit more about your experience and what made you end up with the consulting industry? Yes, sure. Uh, my name is Peter Schramm. I am based in the Netherlands uh, and I work as an independent uh, advisor, uh, consultant and coach. And in that role, I help uh, business leaders and supply chain leaders uh, to develop uh, sustainable uh, and resilient supply chains. Uh, and thereby, I focus on integrated business planning, supply chain strategy, but also on transformations. Uh, before that, as you mentioned, I have a uh, combined background in industry and in consulting. Uh, so in the industry, I worked for DevTrucks, which is a part of uh, Pekar, the American truck producing company. Um, and and in there in that role, so I worked as uh, a project leader in factory logistics and also worked in procurement. Um, and after that, uh, I uh, also worked for uh, Signify, which is uh, known as the uh, former Philips Lighting. And there I was the global program manager for the development and deployment of SNOP. Um, then in consulting, I worked for Accenture and IGNH Consulting. And in those roles, I worked for companies like APM Terminals, uh, the Dutch importer of Volkswagen, and also for Shell Retail. Um, and until recently, I worked for Gartner, uh, and in, uh, in Gartner, I was a senior director analyst uh, within the SNOP group. Uh, and over the last one and a half, two years, I talked to roughly two to three hundred organizations and helped them uh, to develop uh, uh, SNOP demand and supply planning capabilities. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So um, you probably know that the COVID-19 has uh, changed the world of supply chain, right? And many companies yeah. are being impacted by them. So not only Asia, it's happening also in Europe and all around the world. So what is your view on this, uh, especially on the supply and demand side? Yeah, yeah. so actually I am based in Europe. I'm based in the Netherlands. So, so uh, of course, we are here also impacted with the same things as you mm-hmm. guys are over there yeah. in Asia. Um, and I think if you would look at the situation, then, then kind of this started, uh, I think, a couple of months ago, of course, with disruptions of supply coming from products from China. Uh, but, but of course, also with kind of probably the whole world who's being hit now uh, by COVID-19, there's also, of course, a big impact on the demand side. So uh, some industries see really high increases of demand. Uh, uh, so, for example, if you look at retail, uh, online shopping, for example, they, of course, see tremendous increase in demand, 
while in other industries you see a, a, a significant drop in uh, in, in, uh, in the demand, right? So, uh, uh, for, for example, if you look at luxury goods, if you look at fashion, and of course if you look at leisure, uh, they see a very big demand drop. And I think somewhat the question is, is that, you know, this is a crisis that has never been seen before, at least at the impact, at least not in the last uh, uh, last 50 years, probably. Um, but the question is, how do you deal with that? So how do you yeah. deal as an organization with the disruptions both on the demand side and at the supply side. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it is actually my next question to you. That's uh, what would be the best approach uh, in facing this current challenge uh, of the supply disruption and demand uh, volatility? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think also <clears throat> there's a lot of been published in the last couple of weeks on, on what organizations could, uh, could do and should do. Um, and I think if you look at it from a general perspective, uh, you can think about kind of the short-term actions, the mid-term actions, and the long-term actions. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you think at short-term actions, and I think, of course, a lot of organizations should be doing that already and are doing that already, it is first of all, look at the demand side. Because the typical normal demand uh, 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 statistics will not work anymore because of what I just explained, the very different demand uh, uh, specifics which are going on at the moment. So it's really important now to start sensing your demand. Right? So that's on the one hand what organizations should be doing. The second thing what organizations should be doing is to get uh, a transparency on their capacities and their inventories. And capacity could be as broad as your transportation capacity, your warehouse capacity, your production capacity, but of course also your inventory capacity because you need to know what you can supply and what you cannot supply in these kind of changing, uh, changing times. Yeah. And then kind of the third element on the short term is, of course, looking at your supply risks. Uh, and and mm -hmm. kind of what you see in general sense is that uh, uh, the, uh, the disruptions are not only limited to your first tier suppliers, but very often also to your second, third, or even higher up in the supply chain. Uh, so, so you need to really understand the risk in your supply chain and look how also in collaboration with your suppliers, how you can mitigate those risks. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, on the short term, it's very important to, of course, install a crisis team who can who is able to make the connection between what's happening on the demand side, what's happening in your internal operation, mm -hmm. and what is happening on the supply side. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, that's kind of on the short term. Then on the midterm, of course, uh, you need to ha have something like an SNOP, Sales and Operations Planning, where you need to start looking at the different scenarios and how to uh, deal with those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And probably, well, normal SNOP would be a, a monthly cycle, you probably want to increase the uh, uh, the frequency a bit to probably uh, a bi-weekly cycle because, of course, the developments are going much faster. Mm -hmm. um, and then last but not least is, of course, it's a, the strategic uh, layer, which is probably going to uh, to be uh, not the first priority, but at least something to look at, is look at how can you redesign your supply chain. Right? Because yeah. I think some of the things that we are now seeing in that supply chain have become very long and very complex. And you need to look at how can we simplify and make our supply chains more robust and uh, and more resilient to kind of the, the 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 kind of demand deviations and supply disruptions that we are seeing at the moment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, awesome. So then, but uh, in actual fact, uh, we also found that uh, many companies uh, fail to anticipate this kind of uh, supply disruption. Do you think it is because of a wrong business orientation? So, what is your thought? Yeah, sure. Okay, so 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 I think it's a it's a good question, and I think kind of 
What I find is that, uh, you know, when I also took uh, as a consultant, but also in my role at Gartner, is that kind of the things that we are now saying that need to be done, that they are not new, right? So, 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 so I think these are kind of the, the general supply chain uh, principles which should be installed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that organizations who have this, they have a big advantage on, on dealing with this uncertainty over organizations who haven't. And so I think every organization, of course, will have challenges, but if you have these these principles installed, then it will be easier. And kind of the real question I think is, is why are organizations not, have they not do, done this before? Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so why have they failed to install these supply chain principles? And basically I have come up with, with I think four or five reasons why uh, they haven't and also mm-hmm. what they need to do to be able uh, to, to, to install that and, and yeah. kind of take COVID-19 as a, as a lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think that the first one is is that many organizations are too much focused on the short term and too much focused on the cost side. So um, 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 the supply chain is, is kind of handled as a, a cost center. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, you know, there's there's uh, too much focus on cost over uh, value. So, so for example, uh, uh, factories are being optimized mm-hmm. uh, on the cost side and not on the, on the, uh, the performance side. Uh, and procurement is looking at cost reductions mm-hmm. and not looking at the risk of the supply base. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a lot of focus on kind of structural improvements in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's, for example, an example where I was talking a couple of weeks ago with a dairy uh, producer who was basically saying, well, we want to focus on long-range planning, mm-hmm. uh, but 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 we cannot get the people together to actually do it. Right? So, so we need to shift from um, a kind of a trade-off between a value cost and working capital mm-hmm. and look much more at kind of the structural uh, and tactical improvements to be able to, to reach that. So, so I think that's the first thing that needs to be put in place. Um, then the second thing is that uh, you need to move from kind of much more a scattered approach in the supply chain to an integrated approach in the supply chain um, and also a cross-functional approach because yeah. a lot of the issues that we are now seeing are not only supply chain issues. They are kind of a um, um, influenced by what is happening in uh, the end-to-end value chain. So, for example, product, uh, product portfolio complexity has huge impact on the way that you can uh, optimize your supply chain and that you can also respond to, uh, to demand uncertainty. Um, and, and secondly, what I see is that a lot of, of these things in the supply chain or kind of in the broader value chain are approached really also in, in, in terms of functional silos. So, so procurement is doing its improvements, operations is doing its improvements, um, and there's not a lot of uh, uh, collaboration and a view on the impact of one initiative to the other. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you make a cost improvement in, in procurement, it might have severe, severe impact on the ability to deliver to your customers. Right? So you need to move from a scattered, silent approach uh, uh, in your transformation to a much more integrated approach and maybe even not only in your organization, but also in collaborations with your customers and with your suppliers. Right? So this, this really demands you to look at the end-to-end value chain. Mm-hmm. Um, then thirdly, and then we come a bit more into kind of the domain of supply chain itself, is that kind of what I see, um, and you can kind of put it as one or two points, is that there's still, I would say, um, a lack of knowledge in, in overall the supply chain organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, also, um, the people who work in supply chain, they need to, uh, uh, to, to, to become much more people who also look at a more tactical uh, level. So, mm-hmm. so 
Uh, to give you an example, I've been listening into many SNOP meetings the last couple of years, and what I see is that the focus there is is very often very detailed, um, and also it's very difficult for supply chain people to explain the impact of supply chain issues on the overall business. So that means that uh, the supply chain DNA needs to change from focus on the uh, uh, on the details on on the short term itself. That's also what they're good at, solve issues, etc. To position themselves as kind of people who know what is going on and also being able to translate these complex issues into simple solutions. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so that, that's an important issue to highlight here as well, that the DNA of, of people in supply chain needs, to, needs to, to, to change a bit as well and that they have to invest themselves as well into to much more knowledge in how they can improve uh, the supply chain as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, so that, that's two or, one or two points. Um, and then lastly, um, I think also the importance of the supply chain needs to be uh, changed as well. So, so very often you see now that that supply chain does not have a seat in, in the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of sometimes it's a bit overlooked on what is the importance of supply chain. Uh, so, so, so I think recognizing the impact of what is the risk in supply chain uh, is very important from a business perspective to also get the right intentions, uh, sorry, the, the right um, uh, attention from the board to be able to also support those uh, those improvements and initiatives. Right, so maybe to summarize, so it's one about moving from the cost and short-term side to a much more mid-term value-focused discussion. Secondly, moving from a scattered solid approach to an integrated transformation approach. Thirdly, uh, a kind of improving the knowledge and also the way to explain these complex things from uh, from inside the supply chain organization. And then lastly, changing the perception and also the position of supply chain in kind of the key discussion partner in your organization and, and also having them, uh, getting them kind of a, a position in the board of directors. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Awesome. So thanks, Peter. Take care and goodbye. Yeah, thank you very much. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Vichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.